2: Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman. Today we're going back to find the top story on the Bugle podcast in May 2013. Homophobia was having another one of its moments in the spotlight. Former British MP and Cabinet Minister Norman Tebbit was leading the charge, and therefore we named issue 236 of the Bugle, Tennis Racket Marries Guinea Pig. Here I am with
1: John Oliver. Top story this week, Rainbow Roundup. It's g gay news! <laughs> Bigotry, Andy, in all its forms, is by its nature inherently ludicrous. But homophobia seems to bring out an extra spicy level of distilled insanity. And it has been a race to the bottom of the barrel this week in terms of fear-mongering of the most fabulous kind. First on our homophobic hike, in Britain a man called Lord Norman Tebbit gave a spectacular interview. (laughs) if, if you don't know who Norman Tebbit is, first off, congratulations. <laughs> you, you must have lived such a wonderful life up to this point. What a shame that that's all about to change. Norman Tebbit is a man who is the personification of everything that is wrong with the UK's lordship system. Because if he can be elevated to the title of lord and have that title be given to him in a non-sarcastic manner, something is tremendously wrong with Britain. He looks... Exactly what you think a man called Norman Tebbit would look like. (laughs) Do an experiment now. Picture what you think Norman Tebbit looks like immediately. Now, Google his name. Click on images. See? You're completely (laughs) right. He, uh... Tebbit gave an interview to uh, The Big Issue in Britain, which was immediately surprising. It's a paper which was created to give homeless people the chance to earn a legitimate income, and I believe the only legitimate income that Norman Tebbit believes homeless people are good for is working as logs on his fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... The the only way this interview makes sense is if he was either completely wasted, or was recovering from a huge concussion, or both. Because otherwise, it seems like he permanently checked into the hotel Crazy Town. Now, I realise I think I'm all giving this,
2: three of those things actually have
1: happened. I realise I'm giving this quite a big build up, but Tebet is about to deliver. I'm <laughs> writing checks that he's about to overcash. Uh, He went on a rant about Prime Minister David Cameron's intent to plough ahead with legalising gay marriage, saying that it opened up the possibility of a lesbian queen giving birth to a future monarch by artificial insemination. Let me just give you his exact quote, because you're probably thinking, uh, no way. There is no f***ing way he said that. He said, (laughs) and brace yourself... When we have a queen who is a lesbian and she marries another lady and then decides that she would like to have a child and someone donates sperm and she gives birth to a child, is that child heir to the throne? <laughs> Andy. Yep. I would like to spend just a moment inside Norman Teppett's head just to see what the world looks like from in there. And then I'd like to get out as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'd basically like to bungee jump into his mind, dip my head in there and then get the f-
2: out. <laughs> I think it's mostly just little people riding around on bicycles. Um, but I mean, this is the. Ultimate, I mean, I think I think you're being harsh on him, John. I think this is like a classic philosophical quandary. You know, when we have a queen oh. who's a lesbian and she marries another lady, they decide to have a child with donated sperm. Is that child heir to the throne? That's that's a philosophical quandary to set alongside things like uh, Schrodinger's cat. Uh, which I think was <laughs> if you have a cat and it gets a bit mangy but is otherwise fine, whilst next door's cat has kidney, liver and bowel problems, but has nice fur. So you kidnap next door's cat, do a full body fur transplant, so your basically healthy cat gets a lovely new coat. Is your cat still the same cat? <laughs> it's uh, or Occam's razor, which was uh, Occam's yeah. very famous philosophical I'm a bit rusty on this, it's been a while since I did any philosophy. But I think it was that Ockham has a beard and suffers a cranial injury that impairs his mental faculties. So he goes out to try and buy a razor, but ends up in a pet shop buying an iguana, which he then teaches to graze the beard off his face and that he keeps in a jar by his basin. Is the iguana a razor or not? So um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's it. very much alongside those, those great philosophical imponderables. But it does also suggest, um, John, why is he speculating on whether or not there is going to be a lesbian queen? And I think the reason <laughs> is he has yeah. inside information on Prince William and, and Kate Middleton's imminent baby. Because clearly, I mean, they've probably had, they must have had scans done on it. They must know what's mm-hmm. coming out. And clearly, Tebbit's got some uh, insider political gossip that has shown that the royal phototina is, in fact, a lesbian. Um now I'm sure William and Kate won't mind, they seem pretty modern and well adjusted. But it is a constitutional pavlova, John. What are we gonna do in this country with our new lesbian baby queen?
1: Well it's the amazing thing is Norma Tebbit did not stop there in the interview, and he could have done, happily I now. Mean, the journalists were probably already to just stop their dictaphone, throw it out of the window and say, Thanks, Norma, you've already given me more than enough. But he didn't he didn't stop there. because uh, he's apparently of the opinion that legalizing gay marriage could also lead to people marrying members of their own family to avoid inheritance tax. Again, you're probably thinking, no way. This time, that's definitely bullshit. He did not say that. An adult did not say that. Well, strap in. Because he said, and I quote, It would lift my worries about inheritance tax because maybe I'd be allowed to marry my son. Why not? Why shouldn't a mother marry her daughter? Why shouldn't two elderly sisters living together marry each other? Now, Andy, I I mean, like you, I don't want to come across as an armchair psychologist... (laughs) Here, but I think Norman Tebbit is sexually attracted to members of his own family. There's just no other explanation for why else that thought would pop into his head. Well,
2: that's what happens when someone sticks Lord at the front of your name, I think. <laughs> But, uh, of course, some of this concern is a perfectly understandable concern, but it is covered by existing laws on uh, incest and uh, and bigamy, which have been fairly rigorously applied, give or take the odd thousand years of royal interbreeding. Uh, But it would make also, I mean, just logistically, that would be an extremely awkward wedding, and you would have to (laughs) really, really want that inheritance tax. (laughs) There's <laughs> going some very awkward family situations Enid, darling Yes, Nigel, darling uh, You know how we've been happily married for over 50 years uh, Yes, love Blissfully happily wedded, Enid You know, the best years of your life uh, Yeah, I suppose so, Nigel, sure uh, In which time my magic seed has brought forth the fruit of your womb uh, I like to think of them as Petula and Nigel Jr uh, Yes, those are the ones, love I've never been very good with names So what about those 50 years of happy marriage, Nigel? Uh, I want a divorce Oh, that's a shame, love yeah, it is rather after everything we've been through. Yeah, is—is is there someone else? Uh, there's no easy way to say this, but yes, that there is. There is someone else. Is it someone I know? It usually is. Just tell me, Nigel. It's the not knowing that's the worst part. He's he it, You've only not known for about ten seconds. It's more like twenty. Just be honest with me, Nigel. Surely that's the least I deserve after fifty, more than fifty years of dutiful wedlock. I'd kind of counted on us spending our last few years together as we suffer the long slow slide into the welcoming chasm of nothingness that is death. Oh, fair point, love. Yes, it is someone you know. Oh, it's not old Agatha, is it? I've had my suspicions about you two ever since you had your new bags fitted at the same hospital. Er, no, it's not Agatha. Is it Ethel, whose eighth husband, Bernard, sadly passed away suddenly last Christmas after his 90th birthday treat bobsled run went tragically wrong? No, it's not life insurance, Ethel, no. Is it one of the Kardashians? No, I've only met them on the telly. Well, you seem to spend a lot of time with them them is technically a very well-made show enid well then, who is it nigel yes yes what yes it is nigel oh no you're having one of your episodes again i know you're nigel you don't need to tell me no no i meant the other person it's nigel jr our son what you're divorcing me to marry our son oh how can i be so blind i knew you two have been spending a lot of time together over the last 47 years knew it at least as long as you don't give it the whole it's not you it's me stick. Well, it's not you or me. It's inheritance tax. You're prepared to tear this family apart for the purpose of saving a few quid on inheritance tax? Yes. Bottom line, Enid, bottom line. And presents, we really need some new plates. Yes, Nigel, we do need some new plates. That's because there's a time and a place for practising your discus throwing and clearing the table after dinner is not it. You never encouraged me, Enid. I bet Mrs. Zalesny didn't mind Jan chucking his knives and forks into the dishwasher. Well, I bet she did. And I bet Mrs. Fosbury also minded her dick landing splat on top of her in their unnecessarily high bunk bed every night as well. And Mrs. Fangio was not at all comfortable with her Juan Manuel insisting on doing the school run. (laughs) Come on, Enid, he got them there on time every day. In fact, early, usually. And I know for a fact that Mrs Palmer got heartily sick of her Arnold helping out whenever she unpacked the shopping by insisting that he was allowed to put the satsumas in the fruit bowl that he kept 350 yards away down the bottom of the garden round a tricky left-to-right dog leg. And as for Mrs Hogan, well, I don't know how many times she had to tell her Hulk to go easy on the goodnight hugs for their little ones. No, it's always negatives with you, Enid, isn't it? What are we talking about again? I'm marrying Nigel Jr. for tax purposes. (laughs) Oh, I love weddings. Can I be a bridesmaid? No, actually, I thought maybe you could marry Petuner at the same time. Oh, I love weddings. Will you be my best man? I'm 84.
1: (laughs) Andy, you didn't just write a joke, you wrote a play. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you
2: for listening, for everything about the Bugle Podcast, all the shows in the Bugle Stable, or to make a donation to help keep the bugle stable flourishing go to the bugle podcast.com
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time engines of some variety god what a hot sell this is i mean you 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 must be so excited listen now